is Jennifer Coolidge actually smart? Are we wrong for calling her a dumbass? Here is the um, here's the prognosis yeah, 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 right yeah. here. You give your prognosis. Well, listen, listen. She knows that her assistants are stealing meds, and she finds mm-hmm. out a little late that Greg is trying to kill her. Does that actually make her smart, or are we just saying like, oh, she's not as mentally incapable as we thought she was? Like, I'll say this: we didn't know Greg was 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 trying to murder her. We we like, now that like we know, no, we it- just didn't think that because it's so obvious. I think <laughs> now, like every time they keep telling us like, oh, there's a murder, we're like. Are they really going to murder? Are these, like, faux Italian mobsters? Who I like the Mike White play. Like, they're Italian mobsters, but they're also gay. Right? <laughs> so, like, there's, there's a little play on that, right? But he just he just really likes that whole plot line in The Sopranos. He just really enjoys... What, the Vito plot Yeah, line? he just really enjoys the Vito plot line in The Sopranos. Vito spatafores and ass muncher. <laughs> oh! That's one of the best O's of all time. <laughs> No, but I'm saying, like, I don't understand the people calling her not dumb because she figured out that Greg was trying to kill her and she Wait, knew her I, sister I, I was think doing she, this. She's not as dumb as we thought she was. That's that's what they're saying. We thought she, like, she she was just straight, straight. Dumb up. enough to fall over the edge when you could have just went down the stairs. Well, that's the whole that's the whole problem with Tanya. She's a woman of, you know, conflicting things. She She's a hypocrite of her, of her, of her own hypocrite. making. She's, she's mentally unstable. Yeah. Not even not a hypocrite. She's mentally yeah. unstable. Well, also, you know, you don't realize how much they're they're telling you about her past. You know, in, in previous episodes, they were telling us about you know the way she was raised and all that. You, you we don't realize she they're doing a lot of building her up throughout the season so they can kill her. This is this season. Oh, that's is why her. that's why we thought immediately like this is the perfect arc. In the beginning of the show, we thought she was gonna die. At yeah, least yeah, I yeah. thought she was gonna die. Yeah, right? I, this whole season, I was like, well. Like, you'd kill off Tanya. That's easy, a, easy death. Because easy she was death. already in season one. We know her. Well, also you're like you're like ah, you don't want to bring her back for a third season. We gotta we gotta nip this in the bud. But then you seclude her and you make her story like a Miami Vice '80s well, like so, action so, thriller. So that's my one issue with. Oh, this. you found that an issue? I thought no, that no, was no, a no, plus. no. This is my one issue with the season, in that thematically the whole season really feels like it's of one piece. But it really feels like there's there's separate shows that are really not interacting with one another. Like the Tanya show has really nothing to do with the uh, with the other shows. It's the other shows you that know are going what? on. I don't mind it. No, but I just I just wish my one thing for season three. I don't think you connecting these storylines together would have been better than the no, show no. we got. No, no, I'm not saying it would have been better than the show. I'm just asking my one thing for season three, the only way he can like if he can at the end somehow you find You want like a, a couple's retreat. No, I don't want a couple's retreat. No, I just want to You want the Vince Vaughn, Jennifer Aniston no, movie couples retreat. I'm not saying I want that. I just want to say if he <laughs> you can, can fi- you know, we could just throw on couples retreat. You could have you could no, be. No, I just okay. wanted to find ways to just interconnect the storylines and the characters more. It felt like everybody was really... Yeah, we thought maybe Lucia would have been the source of maybe different characters coming together. When in reality, it was a way of just getting her around. Right? Yeah. And, and a way of like building her out, being like, there's a bunch of rich people here. Maybe she'll go to Cameron one night, and then that'll be it. And yeah. you know, it'll leave us thinking, hey, will this money, $1,800, come into play here? Will Albie storm at Cameron? That could have been something like, cool. What I'm saying is, like, you know, a character like Daphne never got to interact with Lucia. And I would have loved... Well, well, it makes sense that she wouldn't. No, I, I'm not saying it doesn't make sense. I'm saying it would have been... I, these are two characters I would have loved to, to have seen them in a scene and see the different ways they approach life. Because they, they both have very different approaches. 
And, but also they both have this whole like laissez-faire attitude. They're like, you know, you got to do what you do. You, you, it's not about the past. It's about what's in front of you. And I would love, I would have loved to have seen. I mean, Lucia, not about being in the past. Like, it didn't seem like she had a bad past. No, well, we don't really know Lucia's That's what I'm saying. I don't think they're similar no, at all. No, no, no. I'm saying some there. I think, I think that, well, that's the thing. I didn't really get to see them interact with one another. But I see similarities and differences between I think Lucia, Lucia is and like Daphne. is the counterpoint to Daphne. I'm not, but I'm saying though, but in that way, we see similarities and differences. No, no, I think it's all. I think they are like the two different people, and they're they're completely different, right? Daphne suppresses all of her emotions, and she acts out. Lucia is about stepping forward, making decisions, you know, trying to change her life. When Daphne's like, I'm gonna stay put because I'm comfortable, right? Lucia is never comfortable. She wants to keep moving forward, progressing. And I would have loved to have seen those two characters interact with one another. I'm saying we got all that without the interaction, and no, I, and that's I know. not the show Mike White's making. I know, and I'm just and my we 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 like to say we would like to see that. I think no, that's all I'm like. saying as an audience member. My but that one, won't make the shows better. No, I'm not. Saying, well, my one note for season three would just be can. Can you find and maybe he's like no i can't find ways to do that and i'm fine but he can just find ways to interact the characters with one another because i felt like he did a little bit better in season one on the boat with, with coolidge and shane and daddario together yeah, but also you know the uh the girls were making fun of just of about, daddario uh, making fun of daddario daddario even interacts with connie steve Britton and steve zahn i'm saying everybody feels like they get a moment to meet each other and I don't get it. They're even they're the kids are even making fun of uh your guy Plop. Even your guy Plop's even getting a little Shame mix in there. Season one. Now, yeah, it would have been cool for Albie to like talk to Aubrey Plaza. I don't know what that conversation is. That's, that's what I'm saying, is you know, like Aubrey Plaza and um what's his face from Sopranos. Michael Imperioli. Michael Imperioli barely ever they don't even look at each other. And I remember going into the season, we thought that Aubrey Plaza was supposed to be like the daughter mid- of uh, No, 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 he's oh, like the, the, the younger wife of that could have been pretty cool though. And like that's what we thought it was gonna be the season. They're like, oh no, they have like zero interaction. I wanted more Imperioli. I just want more Imperioli in well, general. I mean, he- He's got one of those presences, and you can do a scene like him and his father at dinner talking about their past and kind of the DeGrasso culture. And you could have what's so great about having a guy like Imperioli, what they had this season, is like his understatedness and his face do so much on screen because he's that. Oh, yeah. Because he's that good of an actor. He, he you don't is, have to have him scream. He does so much with so little. So you don't have to have him scream. You don't have to have him yell. He probably doesn't raise his voice once this yeah. entire show. And well, it, he, it, other than really like the second episode, he really doesn't get a lot to pop off with. Well, that, that dinner scene. Yeah, the dinner. Which may be the best scene of the whole show, like the the best acting of the whole show. You're talking about when they're like when him and him and him and um, F. Murray Abraham at dinner. Albie's left, and he's like, "You know, you're the reason why I am." Oh, I am. yeah, that season. And he's like, "What do you mean? I loved your mother. Why did she stay?" Like he's so in denial about how he led his life, and DeGrasso is like actually coming to terms. I think now with how he yeah. lived his life. Well, what I really like is we've been talking about this whole season. This idea that, like, uh, F. Murray Abraham's character is, like, it's cute because he's, like, in his 70s and he can't do anything or 80s. But, like, you know, him back, like, when he's a 30s, 40s, 50s, like, he's, he's, he's a like. a menace on the street. Yeah, he's, like, a menace on the street. Oh, right. I'm saying that's, like, the three generations, right? I mean, and, and that, the shot they do of the three generations turning to look at that woman, they just, he, it sums up exactly what he was trying to say with that one shot. 
They it sums up like the story of these men and this idea that no matter what, they're always gonna have a fraught relationship with women. They're always gonna have it. Well, well, now that we say that, could Al be now learning what he did kind of turn around, right? Now that he has learned from his actions and you know get what he needed right this is a great character act for albie and he he's with porsche at the end and that relationship may not go anywhere but i think he's learned how to respect her for who she is right not try to control every aspect of, of her life i mean his his father dominic has literally said like you're gonna go around saving every little girl and he's like yeah what if i am yeah but i've heard a lot of people say you know that uh their relationship could turn into the daphne cameron relationship real easily he's Ten not cameron he's not cameron yet no but cameron was cameron in college well cameron was uh, well, yeah, cameron was you know i'm not saying he's gonna be cameron but okay how no because cameron's a sociopath yeah cameron's no, no, a sociopath no, he, not, no listen how we're, we're we're talking about luke in season one the kid in season one and we're like oh great character right but when albie comes around you're like well, he could just be Cameron. No, no, like, listen. No, but I'm saying they could have a similar type of relationship. Yeah, that you're Daphne looking at this with cynical eyes, right? Mike White loves this idea of youth and hopefulness and and change, right? And and that's the eyes in which he's looking at that that finale scene. And that's, I, yeah, but I still think there's just room for the that he's still gonna become his dad. I still think he's gonna become his father. The whole point of the season is like change. Yeah, but does, but also a whole point of the White so Lotus. What was the point of that character? No, but Alex, a whole point of the White Lotus is they're like, does, a, a big question like the show is asking like, does any of this matter to what, who you are on vacation? Are you still, like, do you actually change or do you just reiterate back to who you were before you left? Like that's, that's well, a, they're, that was the whole thing of that character act with Albie. And the same thing with Luke. No one changed except for that kid. No one changed except for the kid, right? The young adult yeah. who can actually do what the vacation is supposed to do, right? Turn off I, your regular life. I don't life. know how much... Did Luke change at the end of season yes, one? Yes, but I don't know how much Albie changed for the better. I don't know if Albie's changes are all for the better. That's but but all Luke's changes were for the better. Yeah, yeah, Luke's 100%. Oh, this is you're just playing. You know why? Because I think we like Luke a little bit more. Yeah, we like you're Luke, looking at and, we, and we don't like Albie. Like, right, that's listen, the... but I think Albie changed for the better, right? Again, Mike White loves that hopefulness. Mike White loves the youth. Do, do, do you think Portia changed for the better? Yeah, I, look, I think Portia's thing is less of like, she got what she wanted, and she figured out she didn't actually want it. Yeah, that that, what, that is for sure. Was that actually what she wanted? Well, that, she wanted a she, she wanted a, a prostitute like Keanu Reeves from uh, My Private Idaho, <laughs> right? To like kidnap her for a day. Like I get it. Like that's what the that's what adventure is, right? Like yeah. it's, it's wonder. It's like what the fuck's gonna happen next? But I I I, I do love that line. Like I'm your job. What does that mean? Right, but if she would have just got like um, uh, Ethan Hawke in Before Sunrise, I think she would be a lot happier with yeah, that yeah, guy. Yeah, well, yeah, that's what she really wants. Is she wants that in between of Albie and, and the other dude. She wants Ethan Hawke be, you know, going on the train and being like, hey, I got like a day. You want to chill? Yeah. And I'm like, okay, why not? Let's just walk around for like 24 hours. Well, you know, there's all this talk about how she, you know, she doesn't want to be all attached to her phone and all that nonsense, but she does when she actually meets a guy who's no, like, she, I she don't have social media. She attached to her media. phone, but she, she wants a guy that she can connect with at the end of yeah. the day. Yeah. Right? And she doesn't... She, Somebody with similar interests. And she was a real person, right? She wanted Ethan Hawke in Before Sunrise. She probably watched that movie and she's like, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. And there you go. That's a whole generation. I mean, the so I mean, I guess the season is obviously just an up version of season one, right? Like we got um, 
We got prostitutes stealing $50,000 from 20-year-olds. We have gay Italian mobsters. We have guys almost drowning each other to death over... And yeah, then, yeah, yeah. A guy drowning, almost drowned his best friend to death and then sleep with his wife. Like, it's a big toxic, toxic masculinity season so, and, so, and getting back at these guys. So, so, I heard an interview with Mike White where he does talk about that whole dinner scene they have after. And he was just like, you know what? Uh... What's his face? Theo James was coming up to me. He's like, why would we be having dinner after this? He was like, I don't know, but we need something to sum up this whole time here. So we just got to have this. We just got to have you guys have dinner with one another. Listen, Mike White's like a squirmy guy. Like his name is Ned Schneebly for a reason, right? I'm imagining Theo James walks up to him. He's like, why the fuck are we having dinner? I'm sure, I'm sure Theo James is a nice guy, but he walks yeah, up yeah, to him. He's like, he's like, double him. He's like, why the fuck are we having dinner? I don't know why we're having dinner. We just got to do it. We gotta, I don't, I'm not HBO. I'm not Sazla. Yeah, well, no, no, apparently down. he was saying that like uh, he wished he had more time in the editing booth and to reshoot stuff. But uh, HBO was like, you guys are on the week after House of the Dragon. Oof. You got to make your, your deadline. They, big, that was the... Big shoes to that fill. Was, that was I know, because they have the whole schedule of shows coming Yeah, yeah, out. They're just like... HBO was like... We're not pushing back Succession because of you guys. They're like, they're, they're like, we have a schedule. We're not pushing it back. You are on the week after House of Dragon. Figure it out. <laughs> we're not pushing back Succession because of you guys. I don't know what you think we're doing here. No, I mean, like, it's... No, um, I bet you Succession's got those hard deadlines, too. All these shows... Succession you, go on whatever it wants. No, but I... No, but I guarantee you, like, Alex, they're like, they give you a, like, you have Succession this calls April up HBO day. tomorrow, and they're like, hey, we're, we're running you, behind schedule? No, no, no. We want you to cut out The Last of Us. No problem. Uh, uh, nah, <laughs> they, Alex, they spent, what, like, $200 million on The and Last Sony, of Us? Sony, um, we're done. <laughs> no, uh, Last of Us is gonna do better for them than... Than succession. Last of Us is going to do phenomenal. Pedro Pascal is going to skyrocket even more. No, you have arguably the most popular game of the last 10 years, and now you're making a show out of it with the guy who's Mandalorian and the girl who was one of the most favorite characters in Game of Thrones. Also, like, like also, also Craig Mazin is yeah, just. Craig Mazin, who did, um, you know, Chernobyl. one of the best prestige TV shows. Of- and. And you know he's like one of the Hollywood script actors. Yeah, like like it's gonna get do gangbusters, right? So this season, again, as I said, up up version. We have coke dealers. We have people almost killing each other. Prostitutes stealing money. And at the end of the day, we're watching to see how these guys with toxic masculinity are changing each other, right? Like Aubrey and Ethan, right? I think that my my favorite part of the whole maybe final episode is the role reversal, right? Oh yeah, where uh, Aubrey. Uh, Aubrey's wearing the, the, the button down. He's wearing like shirt. a blue button down and Ethan's wearing like a pink like unisex shirt and now Aubrey's the one with the secret. Ethan's like killing himself trying to figure out what it is. He thinks they slept together. Aubrey's like, what do you mean? It's the same as finding a condom, isn't it? Right? You know? Oh! Right? And then she tells him like, okay, we made out a little bit and he's like, I don't believe you. And he goes crazier than she did, even though they probably did the exact same thing. He made out with Mia for yeah. two seconds, the same way she probably made out with Theo. The only difference is we don't see what she did. Yeah. So we're left to think, oh, she probably well, did something also, worse. I like, the, I like the way I hear Mike White talk about it. He's always like, yeah, I think that's what happened. He's like, he's like, I don't know. I think they just made yeah, out. It's not about what they happened. It's about his reaction. Yeah, I know, but that, that's just what makes his writing so good. It's like the way you know, me and you are like, you know, what happened in that room? He's like... I think they made out. I'm not sure if you told, like, you know what I mean? If if someone was like, yeah, they had sex, he'd be like, all right, I guess. Like, right, exactly. They just, they, it just, <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's about his reaction. He had a much worse, much worse reaction than she did, right? What, what, I mean, I guess she made out with Theo James. 
because of the stripper situation, of the prostitute yeah, 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 situation. Yeah, yeah. What he did is he almost killed Cameron and then sleep with his best friend's wife. And you know what? Mike White could say whatever he wants, but he definitely slept with with, with oh, Daphne. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He definitely slept with Daphne. And, uh, I mean, that's the sign, right? That's the, that, that's the theme of the season, toxic masculinity. And his reaction was ten times worse than hers was. Yeah. So, I mean, whatever. I mean, he's probably, at the end of the day, like... The guy who got away with who guy who left worse than he than he got there with, right? Yeah. Anybody well, else uh, the whole thing is though, you know, it's like you know now their, their relationships a little bit more like Daphne and uh, Cameron's relationship, and they're and arguably at least in the moment they're better for it. Now, long term, I don't know if they will be. No, in the but, moment but, they're not better because it's all built on a lie. Well, yeah, but they, but you know, they they both did it. You know what I mean? Right. Like no, in, no. in, they, the, they in the moment, they're better off. Yeah, in that no, moment, they're not better off. In it's that built moment, on a lie. Just because it's built on a lie doesn't mean they can't be better off in the moment. In the moment, I don't know, but a year from now, if they're better off, but right now, they're they're happier than they've been on the entirety of their trip. It's fake happiness. It's still happiness. No, it's not real happiness. Do you think is, is Daphne happy? No, I'm not talking about. Oh, uh, uh, well, long term, no. I no, don't no. Is Daphne happy right now? Actually, you saw her face as soon as Ethan came up to her. She for one second's like who? Oh, let me let me let me rephrase. No, the one second, one second. Like Ethan goes up to Daphne. He tells her, "I think they're sleeping together." Who who do you think overall is is happier, Daphne or Aubrey Plaza? When. In general, in life, who, right, right? Happy in the relationships or happy? No, in life? we're talking like you know, days. No, no, because because you could have a fulfilling job and fulfilling. <laughs> you could have a fulfilling job. You could have a you could have good friends and your family could suck and you could be. Yeah, oh, sure, I'll give you in the relationship at least. In the relationship, but as my pre-trip, post-trip, pre-trip and post-trip, give me both. Pre-trip, I'm taking Aubrey, right? Post-trip, they're about the same. Ah. Uh, Listen, po- post trip, I'm taking Aubrey. Listen, she doesn't have kids with a different man. Like Daphne has serious repre- yeah. repressed emotions, right? And she's like young right now. She's youngish right now. In 20 years, I don't know oh, what's yeah. gonna happen. Uh, actually, honestly, this leads me to the VIP of the season, which I think it was an MVP. Who? Daphne for me. Daphne in every scene in nah, this I gotta show. I got to go, Cameron. She just she elevates. Yeah, she's a great. The actress. writing. She is. Out of this world, the way she plays this character with you're just like I feel like every single time she talks, I'm learning something new about her. I'm understanding her. She's she's just such a three dimensional character. And she's got this thing with her parents that I just that they mentioned twice, but they never go back. Yeah, to and the, and the whole kid thing that like that's not even Cameron's kid. That's the trainer's kid from the city. What city exactly? Who knows? I'm guessing New York. But yeah, I could New be York. Wrong. It could be LA. You know, he lives in Silicon Valley. No, 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 no. The DeGrassos are L.A. These guys are are New York. He's Silicon Valley. I mean, Daphne's awesome. That one scene in the season finale was maybe as well as one of the best scenes of the whole It might just be like some of the best, like, just... just Facial acting? Facial actings I've seen in years. The way she's able to just... No, she's she's really bad off. She's much worse than Aubrey Plaza is. Yeah, I'm really hoping that, like, she gets more stuff out of this because I didn't know know anything about her coming into this. Yeah, I'm sure she will more than Ethan will. Listen, I think Ethan did a great job and they were really... There was a guy on Barstool who was even... Had, like, four editions for this. Like, they were really searching. No, my bad. That's for Albie. My bad. Ethan, I feel like they could have picked a bunch of guys. Well, it, like, we were, we thought like Ethan was just okay until these last few episodes when he starts to, like, 
go insane. Well, and, I think uh, I think he was the only guy in the beginning of the show that was left a mystery to us. Yeah. And, and uh, now that he's finally, he comes undone, he's not actually attracted to her. And it's not till I guess he sleeps with another girl to be like, I'm thinking too much about this. Right? Yeah. I'm overthinking. Why can't I be like Cameron? I don't know really what he was thinking in that scene, to be honest with you. Nah, but we can't. We can't really know. Not that's in that, that scene. But I think that's the white lotus in general. Is there's like we do, they you know they have these internal thoughts, but you you only really get what you get with these characters, and you just yeah, got around I mean, with like Cameron right at the end. Yeah. he's like he just goes up and he's like, guys, great tripping. All three of them are like. The fuck is this guy talking about? Yeah. I, I also got to say, the uh, looking back to where the season started and where we ended, you're just like, what a journey. What a week-by-week week journey. I love how you're saying, you know, a lot of people are saying they prefer season two because they binge season one. No. I, listen, prior to the season finale in episode three or four, people are talking like this is already much better than season one. I am thinking to myself, did people binge season one? But maybe after the finale, I'm okay with you saying this. But you're three episodes in. You're talking about this is better than season one. Nah. Did you watch Murray Bartlett in season one? Did you watch Shane? Right? Like, have a... I, I, I gotta say, there is still nothing this season that met the Marie Bartlett, Shane, just going at each other. <laughs> For a room. And then Molly Shannon coming through, like, the Emperor. Like, like taking down Luke Skywalker. Like, like this, it's awesome, right? But honestly, that's such a great analogy. She's the emperor taken down. Oh, she's like, I can see her wearing a cloak and having like yeah. a foreskin face, but or like a scrotum face. But <laughs> no, I mean, look, season two, as I said, it's it's season one on cocaine, literally, right? You yeah. Have, again, you have you have gay Italian mobsters and and, uh, and Viagra. It's on, it's on, it's on it's on cocaine and Viagra, right? You have uh, multi day plans to steal fifty k from a twenty year old. And his movie producer father, like, these are all movies. Season one was its own show, and it was like, oh, I could say, like, it's um, it's a, you know, a French Revolution painting. And season two was like an 80s action romp, right? But season two was like, he upped the game in every possible yeah. way. Like, like conflict-wise, he upped it and upped it and upped it. And he did a great job. And, you know, when you watch that scene with Jennifer Coolidge shooting all the bad guys, season two's better. Yeah, oh, why not? Yeah. Um, I say this, what he did is a really good job, also like he did in season one, is this whole, the further we go in the show, the more these characters change and show you like more size themselves. And you know, you're not getting the same, the same, you know, it's not the same Aubrey Plaza you, you had in episode one, that you have in episode three, that you have in episode seven. She's constantly evolving the performance the further it goes. And just, it's just, I love how, like, all the characters, I just feel like I'm going deeper and deeper into their psyche the longer the longer we watch the season. Yeah, it's the job of a TV show. Yeah, I know, but I'm thinking, I think that White Lotus does that better than um, most than a TV lot of sh TV shows. Yeah, well, also by- Listen, there's 500 TV shows, right? We've seen less than 50 that came out this year, right? I'm saying we're watching the 1%, usually, right? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess what it is. You like season one more than season two? I think I prefer season two, but I think I like some of the characters. And you know what? I think I like the characters more in season one, though. That's just the thing. I think when we say characters, though, I think we liked Luke's character arc because we saw it being a little bit more real. Yeah, than, but than I all just enjoyed, you know, Sydney Sweeney just just popping. No, no, off. listen, we like Sydney Sweeney, but we also love Theo James and Aubrey Plaza. I, here. I don't know, but here's the thing, though. Here's the thing: they didn't have. I don't feel like they had the uh, the what's his face who you love, um, Mary Bartlett. No, Shane. No, uh, 
Steve Zahn. They didn't have a Steve Zahn. I'll, I'll tell you why. Because at the same time, also, season two, while it was like a showcase of wealth, what were these guys doing that was so crazy? They were staying at a resort hotel the entire week. They didn't do much. No, they don't do anything. Right? Steve Zahn was stuck in a pool and just drinking drinks the entire week, right? Luke was just sitting on a beach, you know, reminiscing about the times he could play Switch again, right? Like, these guys, they weren't doing the uber-wealthy things of going to Palermo and having... Crazy gay oh, parties. Oh, the diva of Palermo. I'm a pig, right? Exactly. They weren't doing all this stuff. In season one, they you could be going on a vacation like that. Obviously, I'm not going on a vacation. That's a really expensive vacation. But like, it seemed out of grasp in a way that you could feel. Like, like Steve Zahn felt like a real person, right? Shane was the only guy that was really flaunting around his wealth in that way. Like, yeah. Connie Britton was working half the time. Yeah. Right? She was working probably 40-hour weeks while on vacation. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, what what we saw there was a bunch of people relaxing on a really nice getaway. Steve, season two is like, we're watching Succession Vacation. Yeah, especially the way the music comes in, like, when they're at the airport. I was like, is this the Godfather now? With this level, they're just like, there's like, there's, there's no, there's nothing good about these people. No, but they're taking mega yachts. They're going to crazy parties. They're going to the opera. Like that stuff doesn't happen in season yeah, one. Doesn't. Season one is like, well, season one's really isolated by its COVIDness, and they're like, and season two is he's really trying to branch it out. Right, and tell. that's why I think we relate a little bit more to the characters, right? Like season one, a woman's pregnant and she's working. Yeah. Right. Like that's so real, right? Like, but season two is like Valentina. Maybe the worst part of this season for me is the staff, obviously. Valentina's whole arc is she's not comfortable in her body, so it takes the prostitutes and, you know, whatever. They both get goals out of it. But that's a two-episode arc to me, right? I don't think I've learned anything from two to five that really got me to the Well, I, I, I like how it's just like she has sex and she's like, ah, I guess I'm not that bad of a person. I'll, I, can, I can be nice. Ah, let, 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 let him Rocco, get... Rocco, yeah. Rocco, all right, Rocco, you're not that bad. Yeah, you're not that bad, Rocco. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, what's his name? Armand is doing that in three episodes in season. Like, that's the end he's of He's doing the... that in like half an ep. He's no, no, like... listen, like, first episode he's fine and then two and three starts when he finds the drugs and he crazy just starts, stuff he just starts popping, popping up. up. Right, exactly. In the end of episode three or four when he's having like four like like 20 year old shirtless kids in his room and he's just like drinking like he's scarface <laughs> like 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 they don't have something like that this season like a, a character like that but they have guys they have jennifer coolidge shooting down a bunch of gay mafia man I, I, lo- I love that he's also tom hollander like just looking back especially when i rewatched that last episode he's just so dark He's like he's ready. He's ready to kill her. It gets me thinking. Like, how does she not know? Like, I don't think she's that smart. I think her her mental health issues way outweigh her smarts. That's the problem. I don't think she's stupid. I just think she, you know, is on a lot of medication. She's stupid. Yeah, she's a little dumb. She's a little dumb. She's a little dumb. I don't. These people tell me she. Oh, what do you mean she? She proved that she's smarter than we think. How dumb did we think she is, though? <laughs> That's like, I, I, that, that kind of goes into how dumb yeah, do we think she is. Maybe it's a perception issue that at the end of the day. All right, season three, what are we thinking? Well, yeah. Well, well he said uh, he wants to focus on Asian culture, on Eastern Asian culture, on, uh, on you know, on a kind of humorous take on, the, on what they do with death there. So he's basically saying, like, you know, if season one was money, season two was sex, season three would be like Asian, the Asian approach to death. We're going to get Logan Paul going through the the Japanese who's like some like dream uh cast uh, uh castings like I know I want um uh Laura Dern because she's like you know she's worked with him before yeah Laura didn't be 
just have her as the same character she was from Mar- from Marriage Story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't don't change a thing. Now she could play like a L.A. like lawyer like easily. I think easily. Um, get She Hulk in there. No, Tatiana Maslany. No, just She Hulk. Oh, just She Hulk. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Give me some. Give me some actual like names. I'm trying to think. I don't because I want to do not like crazy. Like like like. Do you want like uh Return of Jack Black? I I so I I do want Greg to come back. I I no. I would love it if Greg is just in every season. We're just seeing Greg just living the high life well, with all that Greg money. Greg gets a ton of free rooms because his wife died around on the coast. Well, that's the whole thing is do they do they do do they connect it all back to Greg or not? That's the question. No way, because um, Haley Richardson's not saying anything. You think she's saying anything? No, I don't. I'm saying is I don't think so. I think she got a little scared straight by um yeah what, whatever the devil, but uh. What if he? What if he? You know, uh, comes out and says everything. He's like, "Cause all my money's gone now. I got to come out and tell people what's going on." Who? Who? The prostitute? No, the the dude. Greg? The no, the dude who who kidnaps her. The dude who kid? Yeah, the prostitute. Yeah, yeah he's basically a prostitute. So yeah. He works for Hollander still. Hollander's dead. Oh yeah, that'd be cool. What if he talks? Yeah, I think I think there's yeah. You know, I think we don't see any more Greg. Right, he, he's still I, he's still I, dealing I, with the unions in Denver. I, I I'd love it. I still want the unions in Denver. <laughs> just I want one. You know how um, Euphoria did those in between episodes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just he's in Denver and he's dealing with guys. And he's like, I got money coming in next week. I don't want to be dealing with this shit. <laughs> right, he doesn't know. My good. wife just died. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, um, like the Coen Brothers movies, like where where he. He can't get away from Denver, and he has to deal with his crime. But as soon as he gets out of Denver, he's good. Yeah. No, no, we don't. Or, I mean, that'd be awesome. Uh, who do and, I want? And then he gets the Coens to actually just like write up that that one up. Yeah, that'd be great. A, a, a guy who would have been really good, but he passed away this year, would be Ray Liotta. Ray Liotta would have been great in a season of White Lotus. Like he, uh, he's a cop. Um, he made money somehow. Maybe his 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 parents died, and he had like a money coming in, and now he's just out of White Lotus, and he has to deal with all these rich shits. Um, Andrew Dice Clay. <laughs> Andrew Dice Clay. <laughs> I love the Dice Man. The Dice Man. The Dice Man. No, the Dice Man's incredible. He, but he, Alex, he's just still just playing dice. Like that's all. That's all he is. He's not. He's not he's there. A good, he's a. He's a good. He's a, he's, he's actually is Blue a good Jasmine. Actor. He's great. Blue Jasmine. You, Entourage. Like he's he he acts. Uh, Johnny's Bananas. Like he's an actor. Any like you know if any A list actor. You're like I could get oh, A list actor. Can we get Leonardo DiCaprio playing Leonardo DiCaprio with a 20, 25 year old bride? Yes. Who's that... a twenty five year old bride though? Uh, let's get Jenna Ortega being his, his girlfriend. Jenna Ortega as is his girlfriend. That's that's hysterical stuff. Um, let's see. Like Pete, a, what about Pete Davidson? Pete Davidson would be really cool, and he's like he has got like his thirty five year old sugar mama with him. Yeah, like yeah. Kim Kardashian lookalike or whatever. That's fine. You could do that. Mm, anybody else? Let's think. Not Hollywood. Let's get like real, real looking dudes. Yeah, that's the whole point. Like, I feel like Theo James, like he is a real good. No, like, no, no, no. He's like larger than life, but nope. like he's an actor. He looks like an actor. I I told you when him and Ethan are standing next to each other, like those guys look like they're in like a. Like yeah, a, yeah, I know what you're saying. They're, yeah. like, they're in a catalog. All right. And what that, about what you want? Like, uh, here's the thing, though. Are they, you, you want them to start throwing some African Americans into the cast? Because I feel like they just—it's just so white. The yeah, show I think it's is white on purpose. Yeah, I definitely on purpose. I'm saying though, do you would would you want them to? Oh branch yeah. It out? Listen, they did a really good job. Belinda in season one, um, season two. 
hopefully a member of the guests also the thing is in season one it was just the friend of the of the of the of what's her name cindy sweeney and belinda there was no real guest who could afford their way onto the white lotus yeah. so that'd be a really cool addition well so also do you do like or is, is everybody white that's going to the asian one and it's all asian staff yeah 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 maybe you have a white concierge or like a white manager who was brought in mm. and that could be like tom hardy no <laughs> i just I'm tom like, hardy <laughs> he's like who the fuck you think you're talking yeah, yeah, exactly yeah. no no let's see uh one more let's get yeah africa let's see a black guest who do i want maybe like a gerard carmichael gerard would be great gerard carmichael i mean he could do the he could he could Chappelle. Chappelle. no no like, no but gerard could sing this dialogue he'd be so perfect i think mike white could really write for gerard or gerard could write for himself yeah gerard, gerard would just be like i, I I'm, I'm writing my own dialogue because he's, he's a fucking mastermind uh uh one other guy one other guy let's pick one what about also asian actors you want to see in the show for the um, uh, you know what let's see stanley hudson from the office in this stanley hudson from the he made a ton of money whittling his stuff after the office was done, and he's like, "Wow, I can retire in uh, in the White Lotus." Ooh, that could be really good. Uh, no, I, I, I'm listen. You could have Asian actors in the in the season, is what you mean? No, yeah. I think they get an actual people who live in China. Oh, you think China. They get, no, you think they get people who? I see you in China or Japan. It's unclear. I think so. I think you could do something like Singapore if it's like work families. Oh, yeah, right, right, right. Or if Japan, I think would be actual vacation. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Singapore feels like a working vacation sort of city. That's the problem. I don't know where you're going, Shanghai maybe. But I feel like Japan. I don't. You know, do you want to do a city? Yeah, I don't know. Yes, <laughs> he, he hasn't done a city yet. Everything's like been, you know, by the like by the ocean. Both seasons have been by the ocean. Well, I, I, there's been a bunch of people on Twitter going off being like, city should bid to have their right to have White Lotus in their Well, towns. no, no, they, they were saying that, um, like, you know, actual hotels should be bidding to, to like, you use our hotel. Exactly, for the White Lotus. No, but I like the idea of we're Jews and Pesach's one of our holidays, right? And a lot of things Jews do is they go on Passover, like, retreats. Yeah. You, right? So what Jews have to do in Passover is they have to, like, you know make their kitchen have no bread in it and they have to do a lot of work so what people do is they we'll just spend a little bit we'll spend more money right but we'll just go away for our whole trip and they'll do everything for us so white lotus on one of those passover hotels that are all jews would be the single greatest tv show in my opinion i've ever seen in my entire life you watching that in a second fred you heard yeah. Passover hotels i'm like i'm like i'm like no one else is watching it but i'm down no, to check no, it no. out people are watching it it would open up a lot of people's eyes about Judaism, but that would never be done. All right. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think if you were add any Asian actor that I love onto the show would be Stephen Ewan. Yeah. Also got uh, someone who I thought just uh, Michelle Michelle Wu doing Yo. Michelle Yo doing great right now. Work. Love to see. Not her. on the show. Also, Not you know, the you know show. who's a cool actress that could that could do just thinking of everything ever all at once. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis just popping off as like an older. Business like tycoon, older female business she's tycoon. She's like single and kind of lonely, but she's working like seventy hour weeks. Yeah, this is like her first. Connie Britton, but like on the other side of it, or she could also like she just retired. This is her first vacation in book like book writer, 10 years. maybe book writer. Yeah, lonely. Um, Charlie's Theron, maybe young. It's, uh, they're not. You're not getting a Theron. Theron's doing movies. That's the. Uh, Repos is doing movies. 
Yeah, but Aubrey Plaza is not starting out on TV. Yeah, Aubrey Plaza starting out on TV. Yeah, was Parks and Rec like a first big thing, right? Yeah, the yeah. whole story how she got that's crazy. That and Chris Pratt, the whole story, both of them getting that, yeah. which is which is really cool, honestly. No, she basically she they went in the room to an interview and she was like, "I don't like this character. This is what the character should be like." They're like, "Great, you you just just do exactly what you said." What is it? I mean, like that's how it was on Parks and Rec for feels like for a bunch of people, but for The Office, it was like a lot of us went to college together. There were two sets of people that were in the same. Two, within two years of each other in high school. Well, also, I heard everybody was, like, auditioning for, like, like five parts. And they were just, like, it was, I know, like, um, what's his name? He wanted, uh, Jim wanted Dwight. And they were, like. Dwight wanted Jim, yeah. Yeah, and they were, like, nah, you guys got to, you guys are going to, you guys are going to take each other's parts. No, it just felt a little, um, like, Hollywood, uh, like, inside Hollywood. The office in Parks and Rec was just, like, hey, we, we got to get a good show here. Yeah. We got to, we, we really got to switch shit up. And they did a great job. I mean, the city planner. Whatever happened to that guy? Is that one of the Duplasses? No, that guy is not a Duplass. Uh, he always kind of looked like a Duplass to me. All right, we're, we're done. We're done. I'm getting out of here.